This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Jamie Devitt and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silva. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Hello. 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 Oh, we're all in. Hiya. We all on? Look at, it. Look at us filling up the screen in all equal parts. Oh, <laughs> you've waited for this day, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like finally now I've got my own radical dudes. So <laughs> I'm a happy bunny. I'm a happy bunny. Um, are you guys following the the Women's World Cup at all? Um, you, um, any, I you was, guys watched? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, watched it. Yeah, yeah. Forced, yeah we... About the final. Yeah, yeah. I, I only thought... watched the final. To be fair, I didn't yeah. watch any of the games. I thought like Spain would. You know, probably deserved the win. Um, they didn't create enough in front of goal, but it did feel there was a lot of pulling and tugging and a lot of gamesmanship, I think, from the Spanish yeah. ladies. Mm. Did you see that the lottery who scored for Spain? Her dad died during the game. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. She won, she won like a golden boot or something for the tournament or play with a match or something. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, suppose, I suppose it would have been a lot worse if she'd just lost then. Yeah. Well, like, it's just, it's interesting because, like, the, the question that's kind of came out of it, or, like, someone's, you know, a lot of people are jumping on the, 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 the women's football bandwagon at the moment. And uh, the, the manager of the Women's England team, there was an FA chief that came out in the press today and said that, um, you know, why can't the next England manager after Gareth Southgate be her? I mean, um, he didn't come I'm, out. It, it, it didn't come out in the press, so the press went to him and put that question to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just but, like, like... but it's an interesting it's an interesting prompt, yeah. isn't it? You know, I mean when you think about what Gareth Southgate's credentials were when he first got into the job in the first place, it's like is was it is it more impressive than 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 what she's done at the moment? I mean, Max, what would you know, would, would you be okay? Yeah, I don't think you can compare the men's and the women's game really. Um I think you've got to treat them as separately. I think it's a bit unfair to sort of um, compare them in that way. I think I I don't know if she'd even accept the England men's job. To be fair, um, but I don't think I think that's all just media hype. Really, don't think there's anything behind that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying, that, like, I did see a lot of hype from that, but then, you know, you know the media will try and get the story they want and they'll try and spin something up to, you know, to create a talking point that isn't necessarily really there. You know, he's kind of asked the question. You can't really say no. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Then... Yeah, it's, it's like nonchalantly <laughs> said, oh, we'd consider it, didn't he? He like, said, well, it... it's specifically about her as well, so... yeah. It's like, an interesting, it's an interesting yeah. point. You know, it's clickbaitable. So thanks for that. Yeah. I'll use that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice and easy. But no, no, it is right. Well, I'll kick things off properly, lads. I'll kick things off properly. Oh, matters. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode one hundred and twenty-two, and I am absolutely buzzing for so many reasons, so many reasons. But the start of the show, the main reason that I'm absolutely buzzing is because the Cumbrian Brain Trust has been expanded. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. Will's Liam and Max, how are you doing, lads? Hey, I thought you were just introduced to Will's there. <laughs> what a big long intro for Will's because he's been away after his holiday. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, yeah, we're finally sort of back together. Hopefully, this will be the plan going forward. There's a further development for everyone to look forward to in guessing the player. The first four fixtures have been penned, and I'll be telling you all about how guessing the player is going to develop. <laughs> and also, there's a new game for us all to play Carlisle United, higher or lower. But I'll tell you all about. About this very very soon but first gentlemen let's kick things off properly and let's have a re good route into in funny good time with the blue army podcast joke of the week is he having a laugh i think he's trying to it's the blue army podcast here we go boys okay what what do you say to a hitchhiker with one leg um, hop in. Hey! <laughs> it is, it's hop in. Oh, is that actually? Yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a goodie. It's a good one. It's a good one this week. And uh, no, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, Will, you know, you've done you've done it there. You've nailed <laughs> no, it. Well done. <laughs> I think Ben would have done it one. Oh, sorry. I think Liam's a done it A few times. Once. Yeah, yeah, I've done it a yeah, lot more than once. <laughs> yeah, a few times, a few times. But it's open for that. It's always open for that, by all means. It's always funnier when you guys end up getting it first anyway. But yeah. lads, we'll, uh, we'll move on to, uh, to to one of our regular features now here on the Blue Army podcast, something that everybody seems to enjoy at this part of the show. It's time for the League One Roundup with Liam and Wills. What have you got for us this week, boys? Um, So we've got... I've... I've decided to take a closer look at the big match of the weekend, which was between Bolton and Wigan. So I'm just going to focus on that. It's a big day for Charlie White. Um, I don't know if, Liam, you want to go first because you've got some more general stuff around the division. Yeah, I've just got a few sort of more general points. The first thing is uh, you look at Reading. You know, there's been a lot of potential of them getting points deducted. And, you know, earlier on in the week, it did actually happen for the for the time being it's one point but it was um there are three additional points almost suspended uh to see if they appeal again so if they offend again even um the club seems to say that it was an issue transferring funds from asia which 
strange. <laughs> it's a strange. Oh, yeah. so, so it, yeah, it's very. So it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was in another account. Yeah, why are they coming from there, in anyways? A, you know, high like... interest account in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit tough to get the money out at the moment. There's a hurricane. Well, anyways, they got. They got... It's too so, hot today. Yeah. <laughs> As a result, they paid the players. I think it was two days late. Which doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but the FA have obviously took a very big issue with it. And if it ever happens again, they've got three points deducted, but that deduction's been suspended. It can then be activated at short notice if it happens again. Um, the way they're playing now, to be fair, that'll they'll make that back like really fast, won't they? Yeah, like, they're currently thirteen, just one point, so it's hardly a it's hardly, hardly a big crushing. thing. Yeah, if that if that means something at the end of the season, I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah, they beat High Flyers Stevenage on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but to finish my segment off, I'm just going to go and do some of the uh, sort of big results from the weekend. You know, Oxford beat Barnsley, which is a top of the table clash. Uh, I noticed every single team that was on zero points coming into this game week yeah. finished with a point. Leighton Orient got a point um, away to Blackpool. That's a really good point for them. Uh, Cheltenham managed to get a point away at Portsmouth. You know, again, a really difficult uh, game for them to go into. And um, yeah, I think that was it for them, wasn't it? Was there one more? Um, I haven't got the table at the moment. It was Orient and uh, and Northampton. Fleetwood. Northampton got three oh, no, points. Already had a point. It was Northampton, but they beat yeah. Peterborough. Yeah, that's the one. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've all managed to come away with points, leaving no teams on zero points at the minute. Uh, like you said, Bolton got beat. I'm sure you'll go into that in more detail. But yeah, some interesting results. And Will's going to the most interesting of the lot. Um, yeah, I've um, I've watched the highlights. This this match was televised, so there's good extended highlights to watch as well. And I do kind of like, I do hear the opinion of the odd Bolton and Wigan fan on the other kind of like. Um, websites that go on, but um, this game it kicked off at twelve thirty p.m. and featured local rivals Bolton and Wigan, top against bottom. Though both have started the season well, and Wigan close to wiping out their eight point deduction. Uh, Bolton have three wins from three going into this game and scoring three each, so they've really taken some teams apart. And although uh, Wigan have two wins and they're still down the bottom going into this game. They got that one draw against us. We're the only team that's taken points off them. And remember how we were saying how good Wigan were and how good a point it was for us and how good we have to play in the second half to get that point. So I'd say kind of like, you know, we're not surprised that, um, you know, Wigan were going to give them a game. The table's not really reflect, not really reflective of how they've started. Mm. These are two teams that have been on fire. Um, just a little kind of like side note as well was there were some Bolton fans in the banter with the Wigan fans saying, "Ah, Wigan, you're useless. You can't even beat Carlisle." So you know, <laughs> kind of like using us as an insult. So I kind of feel like some karma was done as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Max, you you, you went here on on last week's where yeah, no, uh, so you didn't really um, like do you want to weigh in on your? Was that a good point for you uh, against Wigan? Yeah. It definitely was. Um, I know a few people who went to the game and uh, they all said like it was like chalk and cheese first and second half. 
Um, but it's a bit like last season. We're a bit like that as well, weren't we? Um, but it's in, it's encouraging to uh, hear about that second half in particular because I do think Wigan are one of the best sides probably in the league. Uh, <clears throat> it's obviously hard to tell this early on in the season. But, um, yeah, I think a point's definitely, definitely um, welcome for us at the minute. Yeah, and um, so going into the match, it was really... It was just really Wigan dominance from the start. Um, they had an early chance, and then pretty early on, after only twelve minutes, Charlie White gets a goal from a header, and then after only twenty-four minutes, uh, it's Stephen Humphreys, and we're gonna two 0 up. Just, just really kind of like just kind of swiftly in the first half, race into the lead, um, leaving Bolton a bit shell shocked, and they. Came into it a little bit, had like a decent chance towards the end of the first half, but then the second half came out and Wigan scored early in that half. It was Humphreys again getting his second. And after that, the game just kind of died away, really. Um, a few chances for Bolton, but you know, they were they were being clearly dominated by Wigan, who could have had a couple more, and then towards the end, Charlie Wake scores his second of the match and his fifth of the season in the 75th minute. Um, that one is he scores off a deflection after some good work from his teammate uh, Morley, I think. Oh, no, that's Bolton, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. It was Callum Lang, uh, Wigan captain, actually had a really good game. Uh, was involved in all four goals, set up the goal for Charlie Wyke there. And then one more half chance for Bolton. But, you know, it was really, it was a surprise. It was a surprise for the result because Bolton had been taking teams apart as well. Yeah. And, you know, they'd scored three goals in each of their previous three games. So for Wigan to then go to Bolton in this kind of like high pressure game and just completely demolish them like that. Makes our, our point with them a bit more impressive then, doesn't it? Because, um, you know, yeah. we look at how many points we're on. It, it's not amazing, but we're not getting battered in games. Um, and I think Sim Simpson said that we're not far off from sort of where we want to be. Um, which is, if anything, a bit more frustrating, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we guess we'll get to that. You know how that makes us feel about our start um, once we talk about the Exeter game. Um, the, I mean, the other thing that kind of like wanted to touch on though was, as you say, Wigan doing really well after being deducted points, which came about because they didn't pay their players last season. Um, deducted eight points this season. With this win, we're going to move off the bottom of the table. They've moved above us, um, and they've you know they've eliminated that that eight point deduction. I think they've now got two points, which is one more than we've got. So um, level, isn't it? Sorry, two. level. Have they got? They must have three points. Yeah, then. yeah, I think they do. Yeah. So yeah. So like. And I think they're just above us on goal difference, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The maths uh, checks sense. out. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the point. Yeah, the point I was making was that um, you know they were essentially deducted points for 
overspending, which is usually what gets teams into trouble. And they've been in a lot of trouble um, issues last season, issues with ownership. Um, and coming into this season, sort of in crisis. But you look at the players they've got. They've got likes of Charlie Wyke. They've got Callum Lang. Um, they've got that fella, um, Sam Smith, the guy they bought off Cambridge. Oh, Scott Smith, sorry. No. But yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got some decent players for this level. Yeah. And, um, it, it, you know, that won't be cheap. So if, if they're able to, like, take that points deduction, carry on overspending maybe, and then, you know, eliminate that and be in the title race this season. Is it, you know, have they been punished at all? Is there any kind of, like, downside to teams overspending to the point where they don't pay their players, get points deductions? And then still have a really good season. Yeah, because, because of that much, because of that far players. ahead. Yeah, because they've spent all this money that they don't have and they have all these players. But it always happens to big teams in small divisions, though, doesn't it? So, like, they've always got the resources, they've always got like the better contacts, they've always got like, you know, the, so they're always going to be able to recruit that little bit better anyway. So, they're always yeah. going to be the better teams when they are this down this low. Um, you know, you saw it with Leeds, you've seen it with you've seen it with plenty of teams over the years where they can just brush off point deductions and end up in the playoffs or automatic promotion positions. And it's just because the big teams, you know, if if they started the season without the troubles or whatever, they'd be top of it. Should you do more severe punishments or not? You know, that's that's really the question. So like, do you take yeah. them further down so it takes them longer to rebuild or I, you know? I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is like the thing that's getting them out of trouble is the same thing that got them into trouble. Yeah, yeah, they're so it's kind of like, yeah, overspend, have players that you know maybe if you were run sustainably, you wouldn't be able to afford to have those players. Mm. But but you have them, you take the the problems that come with that, but you still end up in profit because you still end up having done really well with those players, maybe get promoted. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to uh, see what sort of other punishments. You know that you could sort of implement on teams like that because I don't know. I think I don't. I don't think um, you could get everyone to agree, really. Could you? Yeah, you could do a transfer yeah, embargo. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was going to yeah. suggest. Yeah, that's like the only kind of thing that you've really because that would be the only way they can stop bringing in bigger players, kind of thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I think we can have had a bit of that, but they've already got the players. Um, mm, yeah. But then also transfer embargoes. People always seem to find ways around it. I know there was talk of um, uh, one team playing the... Well, someone's saying that um, one team is kind of like playing the loan system and, you know, just kind of like loaning players in. That's not affected by the transfer embargo. Yeah, there'll definitely be loopholes, won't there? And yeah. The clubs will know about them. And uh, there's probably very little... That can be done really, unless there's sort of big rule changes, um, which will probably take time to come in, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that is that everything, Wills and Liam? Is that all you've got for us this um, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's everything. Bang, yeah. Well, thank you very much because we all got to find out what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the league. One roundup. With Liam and Wills. Right, lads, we're going to move on to one of our newest features here on the Blue <laughs> Army podcast. It's called 
Max's million dollar idea. All right. And basically, I gave him a brief just before uh, the show. So he hasn't had long to prepare. <laughs> so, you know, you <laughs> guys know exactly what that's like. Got a lot of ideas. So basically, the, the whole kind of premise behind it is um, Max has got a. Well, you can explain it, I suppose. Max, it's your segment now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just an idea that I was going to actually put out to my Instagram um and see what everyone else thought about it uh so i can do that for, for next time um but something i thought of um probably would actually cost a million dollars to be fair so <laughs> good job with the behind them that they all cost a million <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically it's just um i think it's long overdue and something that should be sort of top of the priorities for any potential new owners that come in and that's a revamping of the Warwick Road end um, in terms of like hospitality and just the match day experience because um, you ca- I kind of noticed it again this season. Um, it's just stuff like the they've got like a little shack to do drink, to get drinks and stuff and food. I mean, I say a food, it's just like a packet of crisps really. And um, the toilet facilities are just a bit grim-like. Uh, and I just think... All the facilities are known for it, aren't they? Like, yeah, there's like memes and that made of it. It's awful. Like, and like, compared to the Pioneer, for example, it's like you, it, you yeah. can't believe it's the same stadium, honestly. And I, I, I think it's it's sort of the same with the paddock as well. Uh, just pretty poor, and yeah, I just think it's neglected. I mean, the paddock you've got like it's that stuff underneath the main stand, but uh, you know, it's yeah. not that great. Um, still better than what they've got in the Warwick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't really have anything in the Warwick, and uh, it's probably got the best atmosphere in the whole ground. And uh, it's not really fair to the fans that to the lads that go in there. And I think it's, I think a, po- a lot of people would agree with us. Yeah, I got a great idea. What you should do, right, is behind the Warwick, knock through the wall that goes all the way through to Clare's and build Clare's tower <laughs> on, on the other yeah. side that links the Brunton Park. It's like, let us go through it. Do you know what I mean? That'd be yeah. awesome. Like, we could just have, like, a shack on the side. It would be easy to do. Clare's would love Easy that. to do. Clare's would love it. And you'd instantly boost, like, you know, the hospitality in the Warwick, like, in seconds, just by knocking down yeah. a wall and opening the door. There's also a benefit for the club as well, financially. It might cost a bit of money to sort of Settle, but they'd sell way they'd sell loads of uh pints in the Warwick if they uh, just yeah. had a bigger bar. The queue's always yeah. the I queue's mean, always do, massive. I mean, yeah, they do bad. have that other bar, but I don't think I saw it. Um, I don't think I saw it on Saturday. The one that they kind of put just outside with a horse box. Yeah. Um, but so like you know, there is clearly a need for them to increase at the very least. The capacity yeah. of the I worked. In that I worked on the um on the horse box bar yeah. a few times, and like one of the last times I worked on that horse box bar, it was you know like uh it wasn't the Bradford game, it was the game before the Bradford game. I think it was like so Salford, might have been Salford. Um, yeah, basically it was. It, was boi- it was boiling hot, and you know the horse box it hasn't got any coolers or anything. The kegs yeah. are literally just sitting outside in the heat. <laughs> So when beer goes past a certain temperature and you can't keep it cold enough anymore, it just comes out like froth. 
Like you can't yeah. get beer, it just comes out like froth. And basically that started happening um like midway through the second half, kind of like mm-hmm. service, and yeah. it was an absolute nightmare. So yeah, they need they need to upgrade stuff like because they're costing themselves money as well. I could have sold easily like another two, three hundred pints that day if like yeah. you know what I mean they sorted their own kegs out and you would have paid for a cooler just in them two, three hundred pints, you know, because two, three hundred pints, what is it like four, almost four pounds a pint? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so they're talking about like nearly six grand they're making there. Yeah. Knowing Carl <laughs> knowing Carl Alphans, there'd still be people complaining about it as well. Like um there is a certain charm with like the lower leagues in England, like the old fashioned sort of nature of it. But I yeah. think uh, there's a line really and Yeah, well like... I think if you kind of like added the extra facilities in the space that's kind of behind that back wall, um mm. Kind of, you know, kind of where they're trying to do that with the horse boxing, the other bit of in the bits where they've got refreshments now. Need kind of like something decent done with it, but um, you could retain the character of the old, of the old stadium. Maybe go um, just just use shipping containers. Yeah, <laughs> that's the answer uh, to everything these days. Just dump some <laughs> shipping containers behind there. Yeah, I mean, you, you yeah, honestly could make them nice. Yeah, make yeah. them nice. I don't get shipping yeah, containers. I mean, shipping containers now you can get like really good, yeah, shipping like container thing. Yeah, like, like yeah. stock, is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I, I yeah, think that was a million dollar idea. Carlisle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's worth a million dollars to throw out. We should throw a million dollars at that. Well, thanks for that. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll move on to some Carlisle United related news. Uh, first of all, Paul Simpson, I think as one of you guys spoke about earlier, he publicly came out after the Exeter game and said that he was targeting both a target man and a pacey forward. Now, lads, you know, all know I like to play scout. You know, I, I like to play a bit of scout. All right? And the only person, the only name I've came up with is a name that, you know, you might know, you should probably hope no, Victor, Victor Anachibi. Uh, used to play yeah. at Everton. He's been up and down the leagues. Well, it will cost a little bit of money, but if if Henderson's money sort of comes in, I think that'll solve your target man problems. Um, I think give him another stone, he'll be the new um, Adibo Akinfenwe of the of the division. <laughs> and uh, you know, League One does need that kind of target man to bu- bully people around if you want to be effective uh, and successful. And he's thirty one years old, so if he does put on that stone, he could stick around for another four or five years, just like I can fend with it. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's not opposed to playing up north. He's, he was released by Sunderland and he still hasn't got another team. That's my suggestion. But I'll put it to you, boys. Uh, I'll put it to you first, Liam. Um, what effect will bringing in two strikers have on the likes of Edmore, Garner and Butterworth? Well, hopefully it'll knock Garner off the bench uh, because I'm, I'm not entirely sure he's still got it. Um, Edmondson, I think, probably can be a League One forward, but if you bring somebody else in, it maybe just pushes him a little bit because who's really competing with him at the minute? You know, he's he's some would argue he's doing his best to get dropped, but who do you bring in <laughs> for him? Like, Garner hasn't been putting any decent enough performances, Butterworth isn't that kind of player. Mm. Um I think he's more of a Sean Maguire type player, but I don't think you can drop Sean Maguire at the minute because he's arguably looking our best forward. Yeah, I left Sean Maguire and Plange out because they do definitely look like you know there's plans yeah. for them and the, you know what I mean to mm. be around the squad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think you just need to bring a bit of pace on to bring maybe later on in the game, like what we used to do with um Gordon, where you know you maybe wouldn't start every game, but you bring him off the bench 
on 60 minutes when the centre-backs are already knackered and there's very little you can do to stop him. Um, and then you just need that sort of proven goal scorer, which it, 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 it could come from a few different players. Maybe you can buy an older player like... I don't know. I know it's very unrealistic, but like a Charlie White, not not him in particular, but that sort of older. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Or you can bring in a a a younger player with some sort of proven thing, like uh, who who I recommended a lot, Jack Moylan from the League of Ireland, who I think's Mm. a very good player. You can bring in a player like him who's young, but has got some experience scoring goals at possibly like a, a a a lower league. Or lower standard of league, and it was in the League of Ireland. Um, but yeah, look, I I, I I trust them. I trust them massively. I, I think they'll get it done. <laughs> yeah, uh, do. that's the thing. I just trust. I, not only do I trust Paul Simpson, but I trust Craig Abbott. So I think it'll yeah. all come good in the end. Yeah, Even I mean, if we'll... we start the season Sorry. with you say... the starting strikers we've got now, I still think bringing in other strikers will help push them. So Victor Anichebe. Yeah, Victor Anichebe. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. So, how old did you say he was? Aunt Toby, he's thirty-one. According to Wikipedia, he's thirty-five. Oh well, sorry. And he's been <laughs> and, and he's been retired since twenty seventeen. <laughs> no, yes, no, the, the article that I read was four days old. <laughs> Unreliable sources. Yes, Unreliable it's, sources. it's thirty-five. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> sources. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found Sean Maguire and Paul Huntington. <laughs> They're on my transfer target lists. <laughs> but yeah. Not only did he retire, he's retired in China. So. <laughs> he got released by a Saudi Arabian team as well. Like he's been around. <laughs> like he was in the Qatari league for a little bit, I saw as well. That was the last thing. I thought he was like, you know what I mean? Qatari, Sunderland, then Qatari. And then I thought he was just knocking around. I don't um, know. Um, I don't know. It doesn't ha- There's nothing on him on Wikipedia after he gets released. Well, after, after, he he, China, after yeah. his year in China, yeah. Oh, it's probably a different person that, that Wikipedia. <laughs> <Yeah. should've... laughs> well, it's, it's the Victor Anichebe that played for Everton. Yeah. And, and then later Sunderland. I was yeah. thinking. Has he got a think- younger brother? I don't know. I was thinking, like, because um, didn't he play against us <laughs> when you know when we played Everton in the FA Cup? Was he in that game? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Apparently, his social media team once tweeted, um, quite famously, "Can you tweet something like unbelievable support yesterday and great effort by the lads?" So that they've kept in the part where he's asking them to tweet. Um, and you see that thing about Neymar getting half a million every time he mentions like the Saudi league in an Instagram post or something. Oh, oh God! No, it's, uh, honestly, oh, it's crazy. How, oh, but... how many can they do before they uh, stop paying him more? <laughs> well, I'll try and move away from the NRTB embarrassment, and I'll stay focused. <laughs> Will, what do you think? What do you think it means, though, bringing in two strikers, a target man, and a Percy forward? Is is are we looking at a change in system as well? Um, are you talking about the players we've just brought in already? I mean, like potentially, if we're looking to bring in a target man <laughs> and, and a Percy forward, do you think we're going to be like looking to play with three strikers potentially? Um, I think we we did against Exeter. Um, it was a, it looked like it was a bit of a four three three. With um, yeah, Mellish was kind of gelling. 
He yeah, just go wherever he wants to go. Well, Mellis was wherever mm. he wants to. Um, but then he had Edmondson with Gibson and Maguire either side of him looked a bit like a front three. Mm. And, you know, in a way they did look decent and maybe that's kind of what Simo thinks is the best way to get, you know, to get something out of Edmo is to have two players either side. Um, if those two players are, are currently Gibson and Maguire, then maybe you're kind of like bringing in a third and you've now got three options for that. If the other one's a target man, then it becomes him or Edmo. Um, don't know necessarily whether to write off Butterworth. He's, he did have a bit of an injury, didn't he, at the start of the season? Yeah. So he, he only kind of like, he came on against Exeter, but didn't see like that much from him. Um, obviously, Plange. Plange could be the target man. But it would, so yeah, you've got Ed, you've got Edmonton and Plange, um, a third player to choose between. I think the, thinking about that, I think the winger would probably be more of a priority. Because if we're going to play that system, then we've just got two players. That's where you kind of wish we'd kind of maybe still have Patrick. Although Sutton aren't doing too well now. So, um, <laughs> not, although I, I don't know whether he's been featuring in those games, whether he's had an injury or something. He did because he did score the two goals on his debut. Very yeah. Amari, very Amari Patrick. That I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely um, are missing him and Amari Patrick, though. Yeah. That kind of player, I would agree. Like with that, um, but, yeah. Go on, sorry. That bit, that bit of flair, definitely. Uh, definitely. I mean, we've just heard Liam your thoughts on Garner, so I'm going to put this one to Max. Um, Looking back all the way to last January, Joe Garner came in uh, sort of like midway through. Uh, Dennis was screaming goals, scoring goals left, right and centre. And I feel like Garner might have like, you know, upset that routine. Dennis was sitting on the bench quite often in the early stages. Then going on into this season where it looks like, you know, Garner once again dropped to the bench like he was towards the tail end of last season. And he might be looking to be phased out all ready. So looking back, it was it was nice to bring him in. But was it was it a mistake, do you think, to, to no, maybe bring I, Garner I in, a 34 year old Joe Garner? I don't I don't think it was a mistake. I mean, um, even if he's not playing sort of week in, week out, the experience he's got. Uh, sort of championship league one level definitely did help us last season. Um, he did uh, chip in with a few goals as well, and I think it did give us a lift actually when he signed. Um, and to say it was a mistake, I don't think we would have done any better without him. Um, so you know we did end up going up, and um, I think it would be a shame if he was phased out this season because I, I am quite a big fan of his. Yeah, um, I mean... there is there is there might be an argument. Uh, like Liam said, that he might not be mm. um, as effective as, you know, maybe he, he once was. But, I think um... I agree with you. I don't think it was a mistake to bring him in originally. I think he's just getting to the point now where you can't be relying on a player mm. like Joe Garner anymore with the age, because I don't think he can do 90 minutes anymore. No, mm. I mean, it's an age thing, really. He's at that point in his career where he still probably is very good to have around and... Um, you know he'll have his moments in the season. I'm sure of that. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. he's kind of at that age. He's gonna be a bit of a fringe player, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I, think I, there's I, any harm in keeping him. Like not like he, 
just around the dressing room as well, as well, like with the younger players and that. Um, I don't really see it as a bad thing uh, having him about. Uh, I think the players would probably agree with that as well. And um, obviously, Simo realizes that he's not, you know, he's not sort of the talisman he he, he once was. Um, but yeah, I think he's still going to help us out this season. Yeah, I think he's got his role to play in an inexperienced squad as somebody that's been around that division and and you know done it and done it quite well in in the past as well. Uh, so yeah. I feel like he's still got his part to play. Um, definitely, I just have to be a devil's advocate sometimes. Um, it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But yeah, in other news, uh, potential investors uh, all the way from America, the Payek family, or particularly the senior Payekt, or however you say it, uh, Tom, was in attendance and was supposed to sort of be able to brush shoulders with a lot of fans. I believe he was just in the Pioneer stand, uh, not over in the director's box on the other side of the stadium. Obviously, last week, Will, Liam, yeah. uh, we all got to sort of weigh in on this. Uh, so, Max, I mean, what do you think this potentially, as it continues to be in the news, um, what, what do you think about these potential American investors? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I'm not going to get too sort of wound up about it. Because uh, he, he's not like one of these billionaires that come and buy football clubs, but um, I do think the time time's right really for um, the old owners to sort of step aside. They've they've served the club well, I'd say, over the past few years, and um, it's interesting that the Andrew Jenkins stand was obviously renamed. It, it it looks to me as if it's a bit of a parting gift sort of thing. Yeah, um, a nice gesture. Um, so that's interesting and. Yeah, um, it's nice to see he's sort of mixing with the fans and stuff and he's uh, hopefully wants to get out amongst it and not sort of be in the, in the background, uh, in the box or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it is exciting um, and it'll be interesting to see how it sort of progresses because um, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't think anyone does. Uh, so, I don't want to say too much just yet because he might end up yeah. being like, the worst thing <laughs> to happen to the club. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the Andrew Jenkins thing, I do have to mention it. I always... <laughs> Basically, he owns he owns Pioneer, doesn't he? So, like, yeah. he, he can call he can call the stand wherever he wants. It was his money, and it still is his money. Do you know what I mean? Like, he knows how much it costs. Yeah, it's his family's money, yeah. I don't know how yeah. much... I, I don't know how much influence he still wields over them. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he can just give you know sponsorship to a stand. Is that money's available? So it's just kind of like I'm yeah. gonna call it after me for a little bit. All right, I think yeah. it was oh, it was his sons. All right, that were All right granddad. It. No worries. Yeah, well, I was gonna say that it's like his sons own pioneer, so technically he is retired from that now. I think so. It's like I don't know how much influence he still has. Whether he still can be like, go on, 
can ever stand named after me. <laughs> well, basically, what I'm saying uh, is, like, to, yeah. for some for some true kind of stewardship acknowledgement, I feel like there needs to be like something a bit more permanent in place for Andrew Jenkins. Is what I'm trying to get through to. Like, you know, I mean, this is this is it's 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 it's, it's almost. I don't want to say it's an empty gesture, um, but like it is kind of like if he wanted it, he would, no one was really going to say no. Nobody was going yeah. to say no. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If he said, let's yeah. do this, no one was going to say no yeah. to him. So, like, you know, it, it, not a statue, <laughs> like a plaque. <laughs> 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 kind of like a bust of him in the entrance hall. Do you know, like, Arsenal House? We heard <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe a plaque or something of, of him next to Simo. Yeah, like something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll carry on. Uh, obviously, it's been reported by the News and Star that Carla United were um, in negotiations to extend and improve the contract of star player Owen Moxon. And unfortunately, it's been reported that those negotiations have halted. And that means we're all on the edge of our seats, really, aren't we? Um, I mean, I feel like if there isn't going to be a move, then... He will sign a contract before January, no problem. But like potentially, he's just being smart. He's probably not doing what he thinks best. He's probably doing what his agents thinks best. You know, he's, he's listening to a smart advice, and so he's just he's, he's just potentially waiting it out. But Liam, do we panic? Are you panicked? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. You know, I I I think if he'd have gone. If he was negotiating a move away, he wouldn't have been playing in the games recently. You know, you've seen it with Jared Branthwaite and that. I panicked a little bit when they said he was ill because that's exactly what they said with Jared Branthwaite when he left and it looked like a sort of formula they're yeah. sticking with. And Whatever the truth behind that was, maybe he was meant to be leaving and the deal went through, I don't know. But if he goes, he'll probably go for good money. If he stays for another year, then fine, we've got him for another year. And if he signs a new contract, you know, absolutely fantastic. I've got to think as well that if he does stay and this ta- this takeover does happen, that'll be one of the things the new owners will want to do is tie down their star local hero player. Maybe that's why the board aren't, you know, putting their hands in their pockets as deep as they can because why would they spend money when they're just going to sell the club anyways to somebody who... You know why would they spend their money when the new owners could be spending theirs? It's 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 maybe a, a matter of that, but I don't think there's anything to worry about just yet. But it is worth noting that if he were to leave, we'd be selling a hundred percent of our goals this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you guys want to add anything? Um, no, not really. I agree with most of what Liam just said. Um, I think he's probably just. You know, he's, he's, he's got offers and, you know, we've heard about Blackpool's offer and I'm hoping he's not giving them a second thought. <laughs> but there's no. there's offers, there's so. going to be offers from clubs higher up than Blackpool, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. Or mm. even if there's not offers, he's, you know, they'll be kind of like, you know, his agent being like, you know, we're being scouted out a bit. You know, so um, he'd be weighing up his options and I guess... His agents probably certainly advising him not to rush into anything with a contract that Carlisle United offer. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame, really, you, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. you were an agent and your job is to get the best deal for your client, then you can't see why he would recommend that he sign his contract for Carlisle right now. To to me though, like he's not going to lose out by um, not. By signing a contract, because he's you, you can't see his form dipping. Like 
He's all, he's played class since he's been. Yeah, I mean, you don't know though. You can you know you can have a season yeah, ending a... injury all of a yeah, sudden. Injury. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd still just be worth the gamble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. still be worth the gamble. <laughs> 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 Definitely still be worth the gamble. <laughs> Lastly, uh, Carlisle United related news: the Cumberland Cup draw was today, and in the first round, Carlisle United have been drawn against Carlisle City, which creates an eternal conflict for myself. But gentlemen, we have been invited to do the music and stadium announcements at Guildford Park during the game. So that's pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I hope you'll I hope you'll all join us. Not just you know you. when it's gonna be. No one knows yet. The dates haven't been released. I'm sure we'll be able <laughs> to give more information on that though in the very near future. But yeah, obviously extending the invitation to you free and extending the invitation to the listeners to get down to Guildford Park and be a part of the Cumberland Cup. It'll be well worth experiencing. And I think we should be aiming for about 500. That'd be awesome. Average home attendance can sort of be about 150. Mm-hmm. I think 500 would be a really good thing. They've got burger van facilities. They've got alcohol facilities. It's cheap and you can drink and eat all over the place and you can smoke all over the place as well. You know, it's good fun for all the family or at least my family. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, get yourselves down. I'm pretty sure it'll be no more than a fiver. It might be as low as three pounds to get in uh, and then you normally get some kind of um what's it called uh they still do uh what's it, they call it the carlisle city gazette a program yeah that's it they still do a program yeah. as well so as soon as, as soon as the information comes out about what date that was going to be i'll let all you listeners know and i'll obviously let you free know so uh you can make plans and come down if you want to come down and attend and be a part yeah. of the stadium announcement team and putting mm. together a playlist for people to listen to before the game so that'd be great fun that'd be great fun gentlemen it's time to play a game that's right we've got to the halfway point of the show where we need a bit of a refresh and a bit of fun and it's time for a new game here it's Carlisle United higher or lower right I'll explain how we're going to play this game gentlemen basically it's a normal game of higher or lower they're the rules you know what I mean but the what it what it contains to or the context of it is Carlisle United squads overall rating on a certain year of FIFA game. Okay, so you're going to go higher or lower. I'm going to give you a name of a player. You're going to have to guess higher or lower. And how it's going to work, gentlemen, is the last man standing is going to win. Uh, So this round and potentially next week's round, depends on how well you're going to do, gentlemen, this week. Uh, We're going to do FIFA 15, the Carlisle United squad from FIFA 15. And um, this week, it is literally only higher or lower. Um, depending on how well you do this week if you find it really easy this week I might be able to squeeze into you know make it more difficult for you evens as well Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of equal stats on the FIFA ratings and it's you know it's been a bit difficult for me to get higher lower higher lower higher lower all the time Um, so Right, boys, we're going to plough in and out of courtesy you know it's only polite it's only it's only polite to get the new boy go first Uh, so Max you can go first and um, I'll just I'll, I'll yeah, bow down to to uh, to seniority, Liam, and we'll all go second, and you can go last. Okay, in this game, uh, that's how we'll do it this week. So we're gonna I'll, I'll obviously kick you off, and I'm gonna give you the rating points for the first one, just the first yeah. one. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna give you the, then after that it's just higher or lower. I'm not gonna reveal yeah. the overall points. You're just gonna have to guess higher or lower. Okay, so the first one is Sean O'Hanlon. And his rating 
was 59. So that's 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 Sean O'Hanlon. Okay, yeah. his rating was 59. So Max, it's sudden death on the start. David Amu, is he higher or lower than Sean O'Hanlon? Higher. David Amu was higher than Sean O'Hanlon. Well done. So, Will, it's your turn yeah. now. Okay. So, David Amu, um, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Sweeney, higher or lower than David Amu? Lower. Anthony Sweeney was lower than David Amu. Well done. Okay. So, we're going to move on, Liam. <laughs> it's your turn now. Everyone's still standing. Courtney Meppen Walter, higher or lower than Anthony Sweeney? Christ. Um, what? Lower. Lower. Courtney Meppen Walter. Liam, you're the first one out, I'm afraid. Uh. Courtney Meppen Walter was higher than Anthony Sweeney. Um, so, him. we're going to move on, Max. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> He's a throwback. I'm pretty sure we got him out with, fresh out of jail. He was with Man City. Yeah, he was. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he was a bit notorious. You know what I mean? Like, he had a reputation that came with him. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. Uh, so yeah, um, Gary Dicker, higher or lower than Courtney Mepp and Walter? I'm pretty sure he was one of the higher rated ones, so I'll go higher. Gary Dicker was higher. Well done. So Wills, yeah, Jason Kennedy, was he higher or lower than Gary Dicker? I, I'm kind of with Max in thinking, yeah, Gary Dicker was one of our higher-rated players, at least before he came to us. So I'm going to say Jason Kennedy is lower. Going to say lower than Gary Dicker. Jason Kennedy was lower than Gary oh. Dicker. Well done, Wills. <laughs> Goes back to you, Max. We've mentioned his name on the podcast already today. Charlie Wyke, higher or lower than Jason Kennedy? Higher. Charlie Wyke is saying higher than Jason Kennedy. He's not, I'm afraid. Charlie Wyke was unfortunately lower. And that's where we'll kick things off again next week. Will, well done. You've won this week's round. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like a nice one at the end with Charlie Wyke. Um, I'm trying to like think, I think like when we signed him, he'd kind of like been all right with, um, you know, he'd been on loan with Hartlepool. So I think it was like, it was while he was with us that um, kind of like his reputation really kind of got made. So, yeah, I can understand why he'd be ranked lower. Yeah. Jason <laughs> yeah. Kennedy was actually pretty high rated as well. Now mm. I yeah. I mean, when I kind of said he was lower than Gary Dicker, I was like, this is going to be a terrible... So Gary Dicker, it's the one highest point. one of the lot. There's one point. <laughs> just, just, just some context, right? So, like, David... Jason so Kennedy was 64, 59. Uh, you what, Sorry. <laughs> Was Jason Kennedy 64, 63? 61. Oh, Jesus. Gary Dicker, 62. Anthony Sweeney was the low one, 54. That was a big one to throw people off yeah. right, right there. Probably that went not, really yeah. low. And then Courtney Mepp and Walter, 58. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, what yeah, I won't give any more down. away. <laughs> I won't give any more away I won't give any more away lads uh, we'll move on to the match report obviously things didn't go very well for Carlisle United so yeah, at least I've picked our spirits up before we dive into something that might be a bit of a trudge fest um, but as I always do lads I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their 2-0 defeat that happened on the weekend against Exeter City there was Thomas Holy in nets with a back four of Finn back Paul Huntington Sam Lavelle and Jack 
armor. Uh, Callum Guy, John Mellish, Owen Moxon and Jordan Gibson potentially playing in the midfield four, but Gibson potentially more elevated and Mellish kind of a bit all over the place. Uh, and then there was Edmondson and Maguire definitely, most definitely playing up front. Uh, lads, are we looking at, and I'll put it to, so like, you know, there's a, there's <laughs> a bit of order to it. I'll put it to Max first. Um, are we looking at like some new Paul Simpson fluid kind of system? Obviously we've seen it with Mellish, uh, Liam and Wills. We spoke about it with Gibson being able to drop from the midfield into the strikers. Like, are we playing a certain formation or are we playing a number of formations o- over the space of 90? And how do you feel about it? Um, well, I think um, Paul Sims, he's definitely sort of experimenting uh, players in different positions. We saw it with Gibson. Um, you know, he tried him out as a striker the other game, didn't he? So, yeah, I think he is experimenting a bit, which is sort of to be expected early on in the season. Um, but, you know, I don't mind that. He uh, he knows the players better than all of us. So, um, And I don't think we looked uh, too bad in the game, actually. Um, I wasn't too disheartened. Uh, leaving Brunton Park on the Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite open to to some experimentation from, from Simo. Uh, so, I'm not I'm not worried or anything, no. Yeah, do you feel like, the, uh, Will, do you feel like it has to be done? You know, things have to be shaken up a little bit. We need to be able to, you know, like search for that best formation and or, or, or are we better off, like, you know, sticking with something for a bit and see um, how it goes? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like I said that I think Simpson's looking for. I, th- I think it was like trying out maybe the best way to use Ryan Edmondson that he's thinking. Like I said, if he has Maguire and Gibson either side of him, um, and you know I think it did actually look quite good at times. Um, we you know we still talked about you know do we need other players to put in there, but as a system. You know, maybe that's kind of like the way to go. Maybe that's the way he's going to go for what he feels that the squad he's got at best for. Although, you know, for getting goals at this level, which is what we need. Yeah, I mean, Liam, like, obviously we've spoken about what's what's changed sort of up front and the fluidity there, but it does look like we're kind of settling on a back four at the moment. Do you have faith in that back four? Yeah, I've got faith in the back four. I've got I've got faith in the whole system at the minute, to be honest with you. But I'd I'd probably disagree with the fact that it's a front three. I think it's more Edmondson and Maguire with Gibson just behind them, sort of drifting out wide when he needs to be, because he wasn't necessarily to the right of Edmondson. Uh, you know, there was times where he would drift out left as well. I, I think he's more of just a sort of attacking midfielder behind that front two. But on on the back four, I think. Yeah, Lavelle Huntington, That they're two solid options there. Huntington had a shaky start right at the very start, but he seems to be coming good now. Uh, I worry about the pace slightly, but, you know, Mellish does tend to get back as well when he needs to, to make it a back five, sometimes when we are defending a bit, you know, more often. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got faith in it. And that, Callum Guy seems to be dropping a bit deeper this season as well to def- defend that back four when he needs to. Whereas I think when he when we were in League Two he was pushed forward a little bit more. This season Callum Guy for me has been dropped in as a proper number six defensive midfielder to protect that back four, maybe when we're not playing a back five. But yeah, I've got I've got all faith in it. And you know, against Exeter, I think I think we were unlucky and it was it's the only time we've conceded more than one goal in a game this season. So it it's it's working other than the odd mistake. Yeah, I mean like obviously 
we started pretty well, didn't we, in the first half, I have to say. There was chances. Uh, Gibson sort of snatched at one that he he tried to sort of scoop into the top corner from from just outside the six-yard box. Before that, Finn back getting forward. And it, it is what you want to see from your full-backs as well. Um, but were, were the signs in the first half that, that, that things were turning for Carlisle or, or, or during that first half? Um, Will, do you feel like we were the better side in the first half? Um, yeah, I felt that we were. I think it was, you know, there wasn't a lot in it. But I felt like, you know, we looked like the home team. Exeter looked more like an away team. You know, I think we had a lot more control over the match than we did in previous times I've seen us this season. And, you know, also it, just, it did kind of look like we'd picked up a bit where we left off against Wigan with the um, second half performance there. Yeah, um, but it it was it was around like the sixty fifth, sixty seventh minute or something like that. Where after a little bit of chipping away, you know, the game seemed to be turning a little bit. There was a chance just before this, another corner, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's it's a second phase goal, isn't it? You know, the ball is cleared away and he's just outside the box in the D. The ball sort of bounced perfectly and it just doesn't get a deflection. Nobody's leg gets in the way. Thomas sees it late, probably, and it's. Is, is it the defender's fault? Do you think, Max, is it the defender's fault for not getting enough on that clearance? Or, no, you know, I... is it is it like someone should be there at the edge of the box? Do you think, do you think there's anything at fault there? No, when you look at when you look back at the goals, I don't think there's any sort of glaring errors there. Um, you know, it's just one of them, like you said, the, the ball's just fall, falling to them. Uh, the first finish of theirs was actually quite, quite a good finish, you've got to say. Um, and we've just been unlucky in the game. I thought we were... It was fairly equal. Um, I did think we were going to nick nick the win um, just before they scored. So it was obviously unfortunate, but it's going to happen over, throughout the season. Uh, it was never going to be an easy start to the season for us, uh, just coming up from League Two. So I'm not too worried. You know, we've, like we're not, we're not getting battered in games, are we? Uh, we're, we're obviously very close to that level. And, uh, yeah, you never know. We could string sort of two or three wins together and then the table's looking a lot more healthy then. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, it's not, I'm not too disheartened. Yeah, it's still, it still is early doors, but we will have to talk about that second goal, unfortunately. Um, and, I mean... You say there was nothing really at fault there, Max. I mean, I might have to disagree with you. I feel like the the number eight just had so much space. And I know it wasn't like a direct goal from that ball in um, that, that led to it. You know, there was another part to play from, from the striker who played it off to somebody who should have been sent off. And we'll talk about that again. But I feel like there was just so much time for the number eight on the ball uh, just outside the six-yard box there. Um, and I, I'm not sure if it was like, if that was supposed to be Sam Lavelle's man or the reason Sam Lavelle's late getting there is because it wasn't his man and he's trying to cover for, for somebody else potentially. Um, um, but it is, it, you know, there's just there was just too much time in the box for me uh, for that second goal. But um, Liam Dimitri Mitchell, the man who scored the goal, should have been sent off. Uh, there was there was a moment in in the first half where he should have been sent off. We shouldn't even be talking about this goal in the first play <laughs> at all. It shouldn't have happened. Um, I mean, what do you think of that that decision from the referee not to hand out the second yellow card, and, and why do you think that happened? It's just that referees don't have any bottle anymore. I just don't think he could be bothered with the hassle of sending a player off. Uh, and it's as simple as that, because any other point in the game, that's a blatant yellow card. Um, you know, the first one, 
was that blatant yellow as well. It was one of them what sort of what James Phillips calls a an amber card. An amber card. An amber <laughs> card where it's not it's not quite a red, but wherever you have a booking. And you, you just think it, it was actually daft, I thought, to leave him on the pitch for as long as they did. Because yeah. they did take him off, but it was in like the it was after he'd scored very, very late on. You know, I'd have definitely took him off at half time before he got himself sent off. And he probably should have got himself sent off. Um, and then they made the bizarre decision to put him at left back for the last yeah. like twenty minutes, which was just yeah. a strange decision from me. But it was definitely a sending off. But oh. I'll, I'll echo Paul Simpson's comments. That's not why we lost. Yeah, you, you know, you know, yeah. you can't blame a loss on somebody not getting sent off. Um, but it 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 should have been, and a better referee does send him off any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I put him in the my my uh, target. Uh, scouting targets I'm pretty sure either this season or last season Dimitri Mitchell yeah. um, and uh, at that time he was a f- like a full back um, but yeah he's, he's I've always kind of rated him quite highly and yeah. I think I don't know how he's ended up at Exeter City um, you know I feel like he's a game yeah, I yeah. Thought, I mean, I mean, he scored, but he's I, the sort of player that can pop up and score. Is that there's that sort yeah. of like Baff and Bula kind of style player that can sort of like just have that one moment in a game, not scoring like you know yeah. twelve games, but have that one moment in a game where he just he can just turn it on and just just you know just arrive late. And it, he, just this time he arrived late in the box, but than our defenders for that goal, wasn't he? No, that yeah. was. I suppose yeah. that you could say. Um, I mean, I mean. They they look like they he knew he was coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like he laid it, yeah. he was laid off to him by by the forward who got in front of Hunts and pretty much like shut Hunts down on the edge of the six yard box. Um, so like it looked like a well worked goal. It looked like routine pretty much. So he was definitely making that run. Um, you know, with with malice, he knew what he was doing. It was like a it was well worked team play. It was, it was. Um, but lads, unfortunately, we did lose uh, two two nil. Max, we've already said there that you're not that disappointed in it. But Wills, how mm-hmm. do you feel? Yeah. Uh, like, do you feel like there's a lot to learn from this one, or or do you know you just got to go um, and lick your wounds and forget about it? Yeah, no, I think I think you do have to try and learn from every defeat because you know we can say that we were unlucky, but there's always things we could have done better, and. You know, we're still kind of early days in this division. Um, I think there's there's still a few players out there that aren't quite up to speed yet. Um, and Simpson's still trying, you know, it's trying a few different things tactically. So, you know, for all these reasons, there's always going to be something to learn. Yeah, yeah. Liam, what do you think? Yeah, you, you know, you, you've got to learn from every defeat, as Will says, but it's a one that I'm a little bit disappointed with because I came in sort of expecting us to get our first win. Didn't happen. Uh, but you've just got to forget about it. In in my opinion, in League 2, that's a nil-nil game. But in League 1, it, it's it's a lesson in you can't make mistakes, you can't let teams in like you could in League 2 because t- teams at this level are a lot more clinical and we've just got to learn from that and move on to, to Port Vale now. Yeah, and yeah. become more clinical ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, but like, we'll we'll move on, and uh, you know, it's always difficult to give a man of the match a Foxy's feature man of the match when you when you've lost. Uh, but you know, like we discussed last week, sometimes it's nice just to just to throw one out there just to be kind, isn't it, Max? Was there anyone? Because you know, you, you you know, like you said earlier on, you don't think Carlisle United necessarily played that badly. So surely there was a player that yeah. you know deserves the honour of man of the match. Yeah, for you. there was a few sort of that stood out that was. That looked a lot sharper than uh, previous games. I think Sean Maguire is one of them for me. Uh, he's looking each game that I watch him. He, he does seem a lot more sort of switched on and a lot more sharp. 
a lot sharper. Um, so I'd probably give it to him, but like you say, two 0 loss, you can't really uh, give a man of the match uh, necessarily. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did. I do think he stood out as um, definitely someone who's going to be a big player for us this season. I think. Yeah, Liam. I'm just going to agree. Yeah, Sean Maguire. He just looked a lot more sharp than he did in the other games. You know, a lot of stuff did come from him, and he did force a good save out of the Exeter keeper at one point in the first half. So, yeah, Sean Maguire. Once he gets his first goal, I think he'll set the world yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, who do you think of your man of the match? Um, Sean Maguire. I was having difficulty picking a man of the match just because... I thought we were playing well up front. I, I, yeah, well, I mean, I thought we were playing well up front, but I was like, somebody has to score a feel in order for me to give them the man of the match. Um, yeah. But I thought Mellish was doing all right, and then he got took off. Um, Moxon got took off before the end as well. Um, and these things just, it kept interrupting me, kind of like my decision-making. So in the end, I've stuck with Sean Maguire because he was my first instinct. Yeah, I, I will just round it off. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Sean Maguire. <laughs> I, don't more, I don't think there's much more I can say about it either. Um, so lads, well, we're gonna look ahead to next week's opponents. Liam, it's your favourite away day. It's Port Vale away. That's our next opponents in the league. And um, yeah, it's prediction time, gentlemen. I think it's gonna be for me personally. I'm gonna dive in and go first. For me personally, I think it's gonna be just just a hard fought. Uh, one nil smashing grab away at Port Vale, a classic back post peel away sort of header from a Moxon free kick. Uh, that that'll suit me down to the ground. Maybe Maguire at the back post just getting his first goal of the season. Liam, who are you going or, or what score are you going for? It's like you read my mind. Uh, yeah, one nil <laughs> Sean Maguire to score. That's, well, that was my first thought as well. So it must be a sign. It must be a sign. That's what's going to happen. Only <laughs> sounds right, doesn't it, Will? Um. Yeah, I, I can't really go for anything bigger than a 1-0 win, so I want us to win, and I think we can, so I'm going to go 1-0. <laughs> and who scores? Who scores? Um, I'm going to go with Edmo. Okay. Oh, Edmo. Fair enough, fair enough. Max? Against his former club. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say 1-0, even though that's what I want. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Um, I'll go with a surprise. Um. 3-1 win. I think it'll be one all nice. till the 75th, 80th minute and um, they'll switch oh, off nice. and they'll, we'll grab a couple. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, as long as we win at the end of the day, and it lads, I mean, that's what, that's what it's all going to be about. It, it's yeah. one of those games we feel like we can win, just like the Exeter game, and um, you know, it, come away with a point, it'll be fine. As long as we don't get hammered, I feel like kind of the consensus at the moment, at least on yeah. this podcast, you know, as long as we don't start getting absolutely hammered, then you know, there's always going to be a chance for us. We're always going to be able yeah. to have the ability to, to to score goals. You know, you don't you don't just forget how to win after such a really good season last Pop, season. Fell about the funny start. The season, yeah, <laughs> yeah, seven yeah. nil loss on the opening day, and then after yeah. that, they actually looked quite good. <laughs> well, I mean, it does happen to some teams now, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it does happen to some teams that just come yeah. out on a howler, don't know, on the first game of the season. Uh, yeah. but gentlemen, talking about the first game of the season, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. <laughs> Guess who's a player. That's right, it's time for Guess in the Player. Guess in the Player. Guess in the Player. Guess in the Player. Come on. 
on, it's oh, time for get to get player, lads. Right, so we've organised a player. league table system, which will mean, oh, gentlemen, we are going to be taking turns, get both playing player. and coming player. up with a player for everybody to guess. So yeah, it's all it's all equal parts, all equal sharing. I figured out a fixture list that I think is going to work quite nicely for us as well. Uh, so today, the first match up in guessing the player is going to be a repeat of the pre-season classic. I'm talking about Liam versus Max, when Liam managed to guess it on his first go. Obviously, I'm going to question Master It Wills because you haven't had yeah. a chance to research it. Next week's feature will be myself making my debut on guessing the player as a contestant against Liam and Will you're going to ask the questions next week and uh, yeah I'll, I'll just keep you going on a week by week basis basically I'll just keep you up with it I've got a little table and stuff I can't show you anything now because obviously I've got stuff written down and you're not allowed <laughs> to see it um, but on the on the eve of the new season Liam uh, I mean how are you feeling? Well, yeah, I've I've proved I can win in the preseason friendly, so you know, a good preseason <laughs> turns into a good uh, first game, hopefully. Mind game. You've had a, you've had a good you've had a good preseason <laughs> under your belt, definitely. You've had a good preseason under your belt, Max. Uh, how are you feeling coming into your debut season here on Guessing the Player? And uh, yeah, after that, have you had anything to learn from that preseason howler against Liam? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm confident <laughs> I can get some revenge here. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out, gentlemen. It's time to play Guessing the Player. Now, it's Liam at home this time. So, Liam's going first. Max, you're away in this fixture. Um, so, yeah, lads, let's play Guessing the Player. Um, this player was scouted by Chelsea as a boy. Um... That could be a few. <laughs> that could be literally another scouting history of players. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with because I know he was linked with a few big clubs. Thomas Holy. It wasn't Thomas Holy, I'm afraid. Max, you've got a chance to step up and get three points on your first attempt here. Who are you guessing? Um... This is a hard one. I think Chelsea have scouted the whole of the uh, EFL at one point. So. <laughs> <laughs> with their um, lone army sort of thing. I'm going to go with Sean Maguire. It's not Sean Maguire, I'm afraid. So we're going to move on to the next question. Two points available now. Uh, this player was on loan several times, or seven times to be exact, before joining Carlisle United. Again, doesn't really... Uh, seven times. They obviously want to show him. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I can't tell. I, um, I think... I think he might have actually played for Chelsea. He was at Wolves. Aaron Hayden, I'm going to guess. Liam, you go with Aaron Hayden. Well done, sir. You've just oh, won the yeah. first game of the season. <laughs> Guessing the player. Uh, the last clue was going to be since leaving Carlisle two years ago, he has never been back to Brunton Park. That's right. It is 
that was a complete shot in the dark yeah, by the way, Mark, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's the way it happens yeah. so I'll add that onto the league table for Liam he's got two points congratulations sir you're off the mark for the season Will you're going to be yeah. question master next week I'm making my debut against Liam Max you're going to sit out guessing the player next week but hopefully we'll all be able to be back because it's been great lads we've got four of us you know what I mean yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun um, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to like cut a few bits to sort of keep us under an hour again, though. <laughs> <laughs> this might have to be a two-parter. Yeah, it might have to put it out yeah. in two parts. But like, no, honestly, thank you so much for staying that extra bit later. Um, you know, it's been it's been a really good show. I've really enjoyed it, lads. I really have. And uh, to be honest, there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>